0: This is the Behind Enemy Lines podcast on the Blood Red channel, bringing you the inside track on Liverpool FC's next opponents.
1: Liverpool off down to the capital with a new destination in their sights, whilst the Reds can secure the best ever start across Europe's top five leagues with a win. That isn't quite what I mean. A first visit to the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, of course, is on the horizon, with Spurs now with a new man at the helm since leaving Anfield empty-handed in October. I'm Guy Clark and this is Behind Enemy Lines here on Blood Red, as we get the inside track on the Reds' next opponents. And joining us to talk all things Tottenham Hotspur is London's Tottenham Hotspur reporter, and that is Rob Guest. Rob, thanks for your time. How are you keeping? Yeah, very well, thanks. Yourself? Yeah, not so bad. Thanks. And uh, I mentioned there right at the top that Spurs obviously with a new manager now from last time they took on Liverpool in October. It is a new man at the helm for Spurs, but not entirely a new face. Jose Mourinho, well known, of course, to Liverpool fans during his time at Chelsea and Manchester United. And I suppose we best start with the special one and just how he's been getting on at Spurs.
0: Uh, when he first came in, uh, I think it was what Spurs needed. They needed a bit of a lift and they initially got that. And there was three successive wins in the league, five wins from seven. And When he did come in, uh, there was 12 points between Spurs in 14th and Chelsea in 4th. He managed to whittle that down to three points and had the beat in Chelsea prior to Christmas They actually would have overtaken them in the uh, league table and gone into the top four. They lost that 2-0 and since then it's been a bit poor over uh, the festive period. It's just one win in five games and it's a bit like what it was in Pochettino's final few weeks at the moment. But obviously all that can change with uh, three points and hopefully they, they get that sooner rather than later.
1: And obviously it was the November international break, the change was made and Pochettino was given the boot by Daniel Levy. It was, I remember it, it was late on in the international break, but are you beginning to feel now that Mourinho's understanding what his, his best side is? Because there does seem to have been sort of a fair bit of chopping and changing, you know, injuries and suspensions have, have played their part. But I suppose other than that first three games, Spurs haven't really had that new manager bounce, have they?
0: No, uh, what's not helped Mourinho is uh, the amount of midweek games the team have had to play in his first seven weeks at the club. Then uh, in 2019, he only had one full week on the training pitch. And that was ahead of the Chelsea game. Obviously, he's had a, a full week on the training pitch this week, but they've got an FA Cup replay next week against Middlesbrough. So that's uh, now not a full week. And I think when he came in to the club, he initially said that uh, what he wanted in January was time on the pitch with his players just to implement ideas, get, get things across and try to improve his team. But that's just not happened. But hopefully, you know, in the coming weeks, there will be a bit more time and he will be able to improve on things. What he did do when he initially came in was put, Eric Dyer back into midfield. Uh, Dyer's not been in midfield over the past couple of weeks for whatever reason. And midfield's an area he he needs uh, needs to decide on, but obviously there's quite a lot of injuries at the moment. So he's uh, a bit short in numbers there. And like I said, injuries have played the part over the past few weeks. So he's just not really been able to get his strongest team out.
1: And obviously you're at the games, you're at the press conferences speaking to him and hearing from him. A lot of talk when he was doing his Sky stuff and I remember he did an interview with Sky sort of saying, oh, when I come back in, I'm going to have different ideas. I'm going to be a different Jose Mourinho to what we've seen before. What have you made of what you've seen of him at close quarters so far?
0: Uh, I think he's been good, Uh, especially the first few weeks, I think. He came in refreshed and recharged after 11 months out of out of the uh, job, and you know the results soon followed. But I think what's not helped him in recent weeks, and uh, I know a lot of pointed to his mood just seems to have changed instantly. But that's obviously going to happen given the amount of injuries uh, and you know everything else was going against him. But you know if they can get another win on the board and maybe strengthening in January, then it might be the return of Mourinho, who we saw in, in the first couple of weeks at the club.
1: Yeah, I suppose you can never change your guys' emotions. But in, in terms of Jose Mourinho, then the personality, we know what to expect and we know what we've seen. In terms of on the pitch then, the approach, you mentioned he brought Eric Dyer straight back into the side, who I suppose in many ways ticks all the boxes you'd say for Jose Mourinho midfielder. Big, robust and certainly doesn't shirk a challenge. One thing that's taken me by surprise, just looking at the uh, the results, is only one clean sheet so far under him.
0: Yeah, that's been uh, a massive issue uh since he came in, and recently as well, over the festive period, they've conceded first in the past five games. And, you know, if you can't keep clean sheets, then you need to be scoring the goals to win games. And that's just not happened recently. And that's why they've been on a bad run. I think when he first came in, he was pretty much set on his defence. It was Davinson Sanchez and Toby Alderweireld in the centre. But recently, uh, he's changed that up. Uh, Sanchez has actually been on the bench when probably should have been playing. Uh, they've used the back three uh, with wing backs, they've used the flat back four, and he's just chopping and changing at the moment. And you know, defence that's where you need uh, a steady team really to build from there, and it's just not happened. But we'll have to see what he does uh, on Saturday against Liverpool, whether continues with a back three or he brings Sanchez back in and goes with back four but that's definitely something uh, Spurs need to improve on and really quick to be honest.
1: Yeah, Pochettino before him was obviously loved by the fans as well. Uh, I just wondered obviously this game taking place at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, what the atmosphere is like on match day at, at the ground nowadays and what the sort of feeling is amongst the Spurs fan base towards the new manager?
0: Uh, obviously I think a lot were disappointed that Pochettino went in November given everything that uh, he'd uh, done at the club over the uh, the past five years and you know it was a massive shock to many especially with Mourinho coming in but he was well received in his first game uh, first few games at the club but obviously atmosphere wise it, it's not going to be good if results are poor on the pitch so that's That's something that needs changing. You know, uh, past five games, they've been poor. But tomorrow, it could be totally different. You know, if the crowd get right behind them, uh, Spurs, definitely underdogs going into this one. But if the crowd's behind them, it lifts the players and, you know, there could be a positive result come the end of it and a good atmosphere going forward.
1: And I I suppose no one can quite put their finger on what's been wrong with Spurs because obviously made the Champions League final and played Liverpool at the end of last season, but the away form wasn't right at the time and continued into this season. But We'll we'll get on to a number of the key players shortly, but Pochettino couldn't fix it. Mourinho has dabbled and not quite been able to get the right tune out of the squad, which is, by history showing over the last few years, a talented squad, isn't it?
0: Oh, it's, it's a brilliant squad, what they've got there. I mean, it was a squad... Last season, that got to the Champions League final against all the odds. And, you know, Harry Kane was injured for uh, the second half of last season and missed some crucial games. So they've definitely got the plays there. Uh, the squad improved this season, spent big money on Tanguy and Dombelli. Giovanni Lacelso and uh, Ryan Sessignon also came in. So they should really have, have kicked on. But I know there's been a few saying that. The squad, you know, it it just needs refreshing a bit more because last season they didn't sign any players at all. And you know, as Liverpool know, as Man City know, in order to stay at the top, you need to keep adding to your team uh, year on year and making it better. And you know, I think Spurs just fell behind a bit last season. Uh, I think they definitely need to bring some more players in. And what Pochettino said back in May that. It was going to be a bit of a painful rebuild to uh, improve, improve on the squad. But, you know, some teams sometimes they just run the course and, you know, that's what's probably just happened with this Tottenham team. It just needs a bit of refreshing, really, to get back to where they were. Behind Enemy Lines on the Blood Red Channel.
1: Well, onto to a, a brighter note. M- might not be with Liverpool coming to town, but on to the match itself. Um, Harry Kane, obviously, out injured. You mentioned just before about how he was actually missing through large swathes of that run to the Champions League final. There's a bit of a sort of urban myth that goes around that Spurs play better without Harry Kane, but losing the tallies, man, is surely going to be a blow, isn't it?
0: Oh, massive blow, given the amount of goals he's scored this season. Uh, club and country, yeah, that's that's a huge blow. You obviously if Kane's fit, Kane starts, and you know Spurs are going to uh, have to try and cope without him. Uh, they did last season. Uh, Son, men Lucas Mara played through the middle when required, and they had Fernando Lorente as well, who could uh, come on and cause problems last year. But they, didn't, they never replaced Lorente in the summer, so they're already one down in the striking department. Obviously there's young Troy Parrott who's coming through at the moment and scoring plenty of goals but he's seventeen and Mourinho has pretty much said that. You know, he's he's not ready for first team football at the moment and that's understandable and you don't really want to be throwing in into an environment at the moment when, you know, things aren't going so well. So Kane's a big loss. Uh it definitely needs replacing. So fingers crossed, Spurs can bring a similar type of player in because they've gone to need to pick up these results over the uh, coming months because there's a good chance they might not be in the Champions League come next season. And you know, they've got uh, RB Leipzig as well in the Champions League coming up, and they're doing pretty well in Germany, so that's not going to be an easy tie at all for them.
1: This is one of those games, I suppose, though, sort of when you think of vintage Mourinho, a, a Liverpool game, a game against the top side, he'd really psych himself up for it, his team up for it, sort of create that siege mentality and basically ensure that his team wouldn't lose at, at any cost. But these games so far against the top six rivals under, under, under him, against his two former sides, United and Chelsea, haven't quite gone his way?
0: No, they've not. I think, as you previously mentioned, that... It probably is the perfect game for him tomorrow, uh, given Spurs are the underdogs. Liverpool are absolutely flying in the league and are expected to pick up the three points tomorrow. And it really is the perfect game for him. It's just total backs to the wall, defend and maybe try to hit Liverpool on the counter-attack. But as you mentioned, uh, Manchester United played away in December. That was after the three straight wins in the league. And, you know, it just looks... A different team that evening at Old Trafford to what we'd seen in the previous three games, and Chelsea as well. Again, on home soil, what you'd expect them to win, Uh, they just didn't show up at all. So, hopefully, it will be all changed tomorrow. I think it's going to be extremely hard. They're going to have to really, really dig in, Uh, given the problems at the back and how how well Liverpool uh, do an attack with Sadio Mane. Hamid Salah, Roberto Firmino, you know, everyone's really, really going to be on the game tomorrow. But it's Mourinho, no doubt he'll have uh, something up his sleeve and fingers crossed uh, they'll get a result from it somehow.
1: Yeah, and I suppose two of the key performers when we were, were talking about sort of Spurs slump that's continued, you're watching them on a regular basis and I suppose you're wondering how... Sort of whether you can quite put your finger on what's gone wrong with Christian Eriksen and Jan Vertonghen. Of course, there's the contract talks that are going on. What What is the latest with those two?
0: Well, at the moment, uh, they're uh, both out of contracts in the summer. Uh, as it stands, I know there's been a lot of talk regarding Eriksen, whether he moves on in January, but you've got a player there who you can sign on the free transfer. Foreign clubs can speak to him at the moment, about a pre contract agreement. So, both Eriksson and Vertongan, because of the contract situation, they, they're going to, uh, I suppose, they're going to struggle to move them on in January if that's what they want to do. In terms of Ericsson, Ericsson's been so poor this season. You could probably count on one hand uh, the amount of good games he's had. It was absolutely fantastic on the opening day of the season against Aston Villa. They were losing 1 0. Quite late on, Ericsson came on, totally changed the game and the 1 3 1. But since then, he's just been totally off the boil. I don't know whether the contract situation's on his mind are or, or what, but you know, he, he looks a shadow of his former self at the moment. But Mourinho's started him the past few games, so. Maybe it's just a regular run in the team. Maybe what he needs to get back to his best, but I can see him moving on at the end of the season. Batongan, uh he he just seems to have aged overnight. he's uh he's been such a good defender for Spurs since he joined Cromarx in twenty twelve, so dependable, but this season there's been, you know, a few mistakes. Uh past couple of games as well. He's just he's just looked off the pace and It's down to uh, Spurs now, whether they decide to offer him a new contract, but I'm sure there'll be uh, other clubs wanting to sign him in the summer.
1: Yeah, the transfer situation at Spurs does seem to be, um, from an outside point of view, looking in quite a weird situation and whether the new stadium, Daniel Levy, got complacent with thinking about that and didn't tie these players up to the new deals or didn't... It doesn't seem to quite fit with the efficiency he normally shows, certainly with letting players leave if if that's what they desire, he gets the premium price from them. But also the incomings, you said before last season, of course, famously no business done by Tottenham. A clamour for signings in the summer, yet you think it's sort of the three main ones, Lo Celso, and and Ndombele, none of them have really come in and sort of hit the ground running.
0: No I think a lot was uh, made of Bele coming in given how well he did at Lyon last season uh managed to score on his debut but I think what's not helped him is in terms of his fitness in like the first half of some games it's been absolutely fantastic but come half time he's he's completely knackered and I think what he needed was just uh, a regular run of games to build up his fitness, to get used to life in uh, the Premier League, and Maurizio Pochettino's demands and now Jose Mourinho's demands. Uh, but he's had a couple of injuries as well, what's uh, stopped his progression. Uh, he didn't play against Brighton on Boxing Day. Uh, he wasn't injured. I think he just said to Mourinho that. You know, he he wasn't ready to play given his previous injuries. So whether that's something was playing on his mind when he's going into the games, but he did well against Norwich. He then started against Southampton on New Year's Day. Uh, looked pretty good in his first twenty minutes on the pitch, but then he he just picks up another injury, and we're not sure how long he's going to be out for. Giovanni Lo Celso and Ryan Sessignon as well. I know Sessignon when he joined the club, he had an injury when he came, so that's uh, that's the reason why he's not played so often up until uh, the past month or so. Then Giovanna La Celso, when, uh, when he first arrived, Pochettino was just slowly putting him in, in the team, getting him used to uh, the style of Tottenham play and the Premier League, and then he picked up an injury on international duty that ruled him out for uh, a month. He uh, Managed to return a few substitute appearances. Then Pochettino started started him in two games. Looked really good. And then he lost his job. And then you've got a new manager who's got different ideas altogether. And it's only the past couple of weeks, really, where I think he started at Norwich. And then the past few games, he's come off the bench and looked good. So he's just another one. He just needs a regular run in the team. boys. whether or not Mourinho gives it to him.
1: Yeah, and it seems to me that obviously with the new stadium, it, it looks fantastic. Liverpool gonna be making their their first visit there. But so much went into that from Tottenham Hotspur as a club and that I mean, is the pressure on them now to obviously with Mourinho coming in mid season to try and somehow recover this season, get into that top four or somehow secure Champions League football again for, for next year. Because I mean it, Spurs don't want it to become something where they built this new stadium and then the thing that was meant to be the launch pad for bringing in new players, all of a sudden they see key players leave and the club struggling to sort of stay at the level they were at prior to the move.
0: Yeah, definitely. You know, uh, if, if you qualify for the Champions League, or sorry, if you miss out on the Champions League, you're losing an awful lot of revenue there. so Given the cost of the stadium, Spurs need to be in the Champions League every single season and you know competing for the league titles. And As it stands, there's probably a good chance that they could miss out on it. So, yeah, by bringing Mourinho in, they're trying to uh, get themselves back in there. Uh, there's six points between Chelsea and uh, Spurs at the moment. But Manchester United have come back into it in recent weeks. Wolves are up there as well. So they could be two who could potentially gate crash the uh, top four, but there's there's an awful lot of points to be won and lost between now and May. So fingers crossed, it will be Spurs back in the top four come the end of the season. And you know, given the amount of money the stadiums cost, they need to be in the Champions League year on year. They can't afford to be missing out on the top four.
1: Well, Rob, I have to say, Liverpool have a need for points themselves as they look for that first Premier League title and a first league title in in 30 years. It's been great chatting with you, getting the lowdown on Spurs. Thanks a lot for your time, but I hope that those three points don't end up with Spurs after the full-time whistle.
0: (laughs) Yeah, we'll see. I think Liverpool are the favourites, but yeah, hopefully it will be a, a typical Mourinho game and Spurs will get something out of it, so thank you.
1: Rob Guest there, Football.London's Tottenham Hotspur reporter, giving us the lowdown on Spurs ahead of Liverpool's visit to the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Well, that's all from Behind Enemy Lines. Do make sure that you check back in with us here on the Blood Red channel after the match for the post-game podcast as we react to Liverpool's trip to Spurs. Until then, though, thanks for your time and your company, and it's bye for now.
0: You've been listening to the Behind Enemy Lines podcast on the Blood Red channel.